You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to Garibaldi Red. It's the last dance at the City Ground for Nottingham Forest as they host Arsenal on Saturday night, knowing a win or even a point could be what they need to secure Premier League safety. So we're going to discuss that game, team selection tactics, and look at the other matches at the bottom in the company of Mikey Clark. Mikey, good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, great, Matt. Really, really good. How are you? Uh, a bit frazzled after a meeting I've just come out of, as you said. So that intro was very bumbled and not written down. So if people are wondering what I was stumbling over my words, but uh, I often do that anyway, so nothing to worry about. Right. Um, where should we start? How are you feeling about it overall? Like, like you say in the intro, and every fan knows, the stakes are high, but they're probably not as high as they are quite for Leeds and Leicester, certainly, and even Everton. So how are you feeling about this one? Well, I'd certainly rather be in, in our position than the teams that you that you referenced just there. But I think it's it's the nature of the beast, isn't it? You know, the, what are they, six points to play for? Um, right at the back end of the season, it's still in our hands. We know that a good result, even a point, <clears throat> might be enough. So I'm nervous, but I'm also excited because um, I tend to visual, visualise quite a bit. So... I'm just visualising those scenes at half past seven, if we can somehow get a positive result against Arsenal. You know, last game of the season, um, the celebrations afterwards are going to be, would be absolutely immense because we could secure safety essentially with a a win. Um, Yeah, I am nervous and I keep changing my mind as well. So you'll have seen it on on the WhatsApp. (laughs) Sometimes I think we're absolutely going to get a result we're going to be fine. And then I keep looking at our goal difference and it terrifies me. But I suppose the good thing is Everton played before us. So we're going to know how, how they've done. Not that it's going to maybe influence our, our team lineup or the way we approach the game. But if they don't win, I'm hoping I'm correct in this. If they don't win and then we win, then we're safe. So again, that's about, I think that's right, isn't it, Matt? So if they, even if they just get a point, and we win. I'm mm. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we're safe. If we win, we'd go to 37 points. If Everton got a point, we'd be on 33. So we'd be clear of them, and we'd be clear of Leicester. Uh, Leeds. If Leeds won, they'd be on 34, and they'd have the better goal difference. Ooh, so okay, but but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure though a positive result on Saturday, and we're there. And you know, I'll be interesting yeah. to read, read some of the comments. We are so touching distance. We're so close. And it, you know, if we would have said this at the start of the season, you know, we were at bottom of the league. What was it? One point after seven games. Couldn't something like that. couldn't couldn't do anything in terms of string results together. Then we got that <clears throat> massive win against Liverpool. If we can do something similar, we say up. It's as simple as that. It's still in our own hands. And I guess the good thing is as well is, you know, I watched Leicester on Monday. Um, 
made me laugh actually because I think on the 20th minute their fans started singing we will support the team forevermore 10 minutes later they were booing so <laughs> you're not going to get that at the city ground regardless of whether we go two no down <clears throat> on um on Saturday so um the fans are behind them um the atmosphere is going to be absolutely mad I would have thought and that could just be what we need just to get us over the line so it's still in our hands Matt and I am confident do you think Leicester have gone the way they played on Monday, I thought they'd gone. But, I mean, obviously, until you're mathematically down, I suppose yeah. there's always hope as a fan, isn't there, for them? Yeah, there is. Um, I, I saw enough on Monday to know that they're going to get stuffed at Newcastle, I think. You know, Newcastle need to win as well. You've got to remember that. You know, we've got Liverpool chasing them on the tails. Man United, I don't think, will slip up. So, Newcastle probably need to win their last couple just to secure um, <clears throat> Champions League football. So, if they were... In, in quotes, on the beach, I'd be a little bit more um, worried. But because Newcastle have to go out there and get the result, I can only see Leicester getting pumped up there, to be honest with you. So I think defensively, they they look all over the shop, to be honest. And I, I'm not sure the midfield makeup of their team is what they need <clears throat> in, a, in a relegation battle. Um, so they're not gone mathematically, but I think I'd be astonished if they don't get beat at Newcastle. So let's mm. just say that they are really struggling it's one from three isn't it and it's in our own hands and i would have i would have taken that six months ago every day of the week yeah definitely i think my only reservation about leicester is maybe if they score first i know i think they've gone behind in 19 games and as soon as they go behind they look beaten if like we see with forest if you get the first goal and you've got something to fight for then maybe but it's at newcastle like you say they need to win. Uh, Newcastle are playing tonight and we'll see how they, they go. But no matter that result, they're going to need points, aren't they? So, uh, yeah, I too can only see uh, um, yeah, Newcastle winning that one. Or even a point for Leicester probably isn't enough. So, I think we're quite comfortable in that sense. What's your take on the Arsenal mentality? We discussed it on Monday with Fletch, Dan and um, Temps. You know, I don't think we can really know for sure uh, how Arsenal are going to react. But do you think it does for us a favour the fact that the title race is realistically over? I don't think it does us any harm. <clears throat> you know, when we played Brighton, um, they were coming off the back of a, a really disappointing result in the FA Cup semi-final where, you know, arguably they were the better team. And and you could see that. You could see the, almost the confidence drain away from them. Certainly the energy as well. They, look, they looked absolutely knackered after about 60 minutes. So you can only hope. It's just these little things you know, you know, sometimes people talk about playing teams at the right time. I'm not sure there's ever a right time to play Arsenal, but if there mm. is, it, it could be now because you've got, you've got Martinelli that's that's injured. You know, they're, they're back for, um, isn't the back for the start of the season with, you know, there's no Saliba, Zinchenko's out. I don't know who that centre-back is they played the other week, but he all out of the shop. So hopefully he plays. Um you know, Tom's Partey's not playing in mid midfield anymore because he's lost a bit of form. They brought Jorginho in, who was obviously a very good player. Um, but this isn't the Arsenal of six weeks ago or the Arsenal at the start of the season. You know, the Arsenal that beat us 5-0, was it, at their place? Um, um, yeah, that was horrible. So I think the, the game's going to be very different. And also, you know, the atmosphere at the city ground. I mean, we've lost, what, twice in four or five months here in the league, Newcastle and Manu. Now, it's a hard place to come, especially, you know, under the lights in an evening. Um, let's be honest, everybody's going to be uh, watching the Everton game, had a few drinks, the atmosphere is going to be raucous. 
Arsenal's confidence levels aren't what they were. It's all these little things that could add up to making it quite a, a magical night, I think. So, yeah, there's no no ideal time to play Arsenal, but if there was, it could be now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think those are spot-on points you make about Saliba. They're still very good, and Zinchenko. They're still very good with Tierney and... Um, whatever his name is, not Rob Holding, is it? It's Kiowar or something. It's, yeah, they're still a good side, obviously, very good. So they've had a great season. Uh, Partey was key to them at the start of the, the campaign, wasn't he? And he's lost form. He's saying, but Jorginho is very good. Leon, Leandro Trossard's very good. They're packed with quality. And I don't buy the notion they bottled it in the league at all. I think, you know, I think you said in our in a WhatsApp group, they're basically playing, a, you're up against a state, basically, in Manchester City with so much money and quality and experience that I think Arsenal, we have to respect that they've had a brilliant season and they're a really good team. But playing, like you say, you can play teams at the right time. And Brighton are the prime example, really. We played them away when De Zerbi had been there for like three weeks or something and not really bedded his ideas in. And I think we were fortunate to get a point and then playing them at the City ground. We, if if we played them a week later, I don't think we'd have we'd have had it that so quite quite as we did. I mean, we might have beaten them, but we were quite on. Once we got on top of them, the energy drained. Do you think that might be a factor in this one? Like, if we're in the game after an hour or we get the first goal, that's going to be a big test of Arsenal, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, and you know, let's 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 be honest about it. They've still got some incredible players, and you know, if we are soundly beaten on Saturday. I don't think anybody would, would be that surprised. I think we look at the goal difference, they're plus 40-something, we're minus 30. There's a 70-goal swing between the teams. So <clears throat> what we're hoping for here is every little thing goes for us. Uh, you know, their confidence level isn't so high. Um, they're not going to win the title anymore. They might be a bit down. They've got a few injuries. They're not as fluid as they were. We've, we're off the back of, what, two wins in in four, I think. Um, obviously, a point in Chelsea. Um, the fans are still behind us. All those little things need to add up on Saturday. And I'm really confident that they will. So I don't think, you know, these these are supreme professional athletes. So even if, you know, we do go one little up, I don't think it will change the way they play. They'll still try and outpass us and get down the sides and, and, and get Gabriel Jesus in, in the middle and sort of scoring scoring goals and acting as their focal point. But um, yeah, again, visualising. I, I just I just have this knack. You know when you just get a feel that we're onto something? You know, we had it at the back end of last season. You know, when we Cooper came in and post-Christmas, we were just a bit on a bit of a roll. And I think I think I was on with David Jackson. And I remember him saying, I think his words were, there's just a feeling something something's happening down at the city ground. And I've got the feeling in recent weeks that, there's a there's a huge belief in that place that we can stay up now, from the fans to the players to the coaching staff, the interviews that you see, the social media tweets and 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 all the sort of stuff you see on there. There's a steadfast belief that we can do it. Um, we're going to need everything to go for us, of course we are, but it's going to be a hell of a game. You know, we're going to go into sort of tactics in a bit, aren't we, and talk about how we can sort of set up, but. I don't think you can go toe to toe with this Arsenal team, but they've. But I don't think also you can just sit back. It, we just need almost like a mid block because we, you know, you're gonna. The crowd is going to be fever pitch in that first 20, 30 minutes, and it, it will be a shame if we don't capitalise on any fragility that's in this Arsenal team. 
plus obviously the spirits of, of, of the Forest fans and the Forest team. So that first 20, 30 minutes is going to be key. But if it does come out of that nil-nil, I'd be fine with that because the longer we stay in the game, the more chance we can nick it. I remember them going to Everton, if ever, anybody that's watching this or listening to this uh, uh, can remember. And that's what Everton did. Stayed in the game, battled, won it 1-0. My word. Can you imagine if that happens on Saturday? Everybody yeah. will be, oh, so when yeah. you catch a long throw, some set piece chaos, that's the way we can do it. You mentioned um the crowd, obviously massive. Like we, the, we talk about the Leicester crowd as well. That probably highlights it, doesn't it? You know, they booed them off at half time, which I understand, uh, to be honest, but it doesn't help. I was saying to a um a neighbor who uh, who's a Leicester fan, you know. If Forest were the team that have been in the Premier League for seven or eight years, I think our fans would be a lot less understanding about the current situation. But because we're riding that crest of a wave and 100% behind the team, it's just, it is massive, isn't it? I mean, and as Greg says, is it, he wants scarves, doesn't he? Forza wants scarves and they want that atmosphere. So bring your scarves, uh, bring your flags, bring your noise, because that it, it, it's cliche, but it is a factor, isn't it? It is a factor. Yeah, absolutely. And all these little things add up. You know, there's a reason why our home record's really, really good and our away record is, up until recently, awful, if I'm being honest. Um, it's because teams don't like coming to the city ground. They don't like the atmosphere. It's 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 on them. And you can, you can see that in some of the body language of some of the teams that have been here and we've turned over. So it needs to be like that again on Saturday. And, and I've got every confidence that it will be. You know, the fans this season have been mad. Just magnificent i've never really seen anything like it the only thing i can maybe compare it to is you know the playoff run under paul hart where there was a belief that we were going to absolutely turn teams over at home and you know we were winning i think we beat stoke six nil or something and we were just destroying teams and there's there was that belief there that anybody that came to our patch is going to have to really be up for it otherwise they were going to go away with a tail tucked between the legs and with with no points and I get that feeling about the city ground now. Um, and I just think that Saturday has all the ingredients to be a, a, a magical um, a magical evening. You know, I've been calling it um, uh, safety Saturday or survival Saturday oh, or whatever you, want to call, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> we, used to, we used to say that in the um, championship when we got to 50 points, me and my friends. Oh, we stayed up now, 50 points. That's all you need. Um, this this is obviously on a, on a very different level, but... If it doesn't happen Saturday, the good thing is it's not terminal. So let's just say that we don't get the results Saturday. More than likely, we'll still be in our own hands for Sunday. And our waveform has improved. We're playing better stuff down there. So, you know, if it doesn't go the way I think it will go on Saturday and we do come away with a defeat, it's not all over. We've got one last stand and I, I firmly believe we'll stay up. I've got I've no doubt in my mind now. I've, I've seen enough in recent weeks to know the team that's on the upward trajectory is us. And the team around us, they're either getting booed by their own fans or they can't defend, or both. So it, it's all in our own hands, Matt. Yeah, it's just avoiding the the mental torture of Palace away, isn't it, on the last day needing something because uh, it is in our hands. I think that's a really tough fixture. I look at like, we'll come on to this next week, but Eze and Elise, you know, players who play with freedom can hurt you. So... Uh, yeah, that's the that's the terror, isn't it? Avoid it and get something this week. And like we say, a point is probably enough, uh, or hopefully enough. Let's Premier talk League, about Matt. 
it's Premier League, isn't it? They've all they've all got these these players that can just in a moment destroy you, <clears throat> and, that, and that, that's the level that we're at right now. So, you know, we'd we'd get away with it in the Championship. We'd certainly get away with it when we're in League One. But now, if you take your eye off the ball or you lose concentration, there's always even even the teams at the bottom, and I include ourselves, have got players that can win you win you the game at a drop of a hat. So we've mm. got our our who's come back and been magnificent. Brennan Johnson, Gibbs White, Danilo has been a revelation. Now we've been in this league five minutes and we've got him. So Palace, who finished twelfth pretty much every season, right? They've got a load of them. So even those are hard out. They've still got Eze, and they've still got Elise, and they've still got Edward, and they've still got a few others. And, and their midfield's really solid, and and their fans are really good as well. So it's just one of them things. This is the level we're at. You know, we we can worry about other teams and, and their weapons to beat us, but we've got to realise that we've got a weapon and our, our main weapon is our home ground and our home fans. And that's why I think we're going to do it on Saturday. I'm genuinely convinced we're going to get a result. Might not win, but I think we'll get a positive result. I think if you look at fixtures, they'll go for us and I think that'll get us over the line. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, we should really talk about the tactics. I'm just going to have a quick look at the last day fixtures. I don't think they're quite as good as people think for the other teams. Um, Everton v Bournemouth is actually, I think that's a great fixture for them. Bournemouth are one of the teams I definitely want to play. Leeds have got Spurs at home, and I don't think that's the fixture people make out. I know Spurs are flaky, but they've got Harry Kane who always gets a goal. And they're going to, it might be, I think Fletcher, it might be his last game. And Spurs, I think, are going to need something. So I don't think that's a, a home run. And um, Leicester have got, they've got West Ham, haven't they? Leicester got West Ham at home. And we talked about the, the home crowd. That crowd will turn on Leicester if they if they need something and they blow it. So, I don't, yeah, I'd 100% still rather be in Forest position than anyone else's for sure, as you say. Right, um, that's a conversation for another day, really. Let's look at a potential Forest lineup and bounce some names around and formations around. This is one. That is an option. Um, going back to, this would be the Southampton team, basically, wouldn't it? I'll read it out for people who are listening, not watching. And if you are watching and enjoying it, do uh, give us a like, because it certainly helps. And subscribe. We picked up lots of subscribers recently, so that's great. Uh, Navas in goal. A back four. Aurier, Felipe, Niakate, Lodi. Mangala, Yates, Danilo. Brennan Johnson returning after missing the last game. A one-ye and then Gibbs-White. Would obviously mean Joe Warrell's the unlucky man to miss out, and we can discuss that uh, further. Mikey, is that the shape you'd like, or do you think the back three, bearing in mind a draw, is not a bad result for Forrest, is is preferable? What would you say? 
No, it's what I said before. It's, it's about intent. And, you know, if anybody's not listened to the um, or, or watched the uh, episode on Monday, I, I really recommend it. It's, 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 it's a good one with Fletch and Temps and, um, and Daniel's story. And I know you debate this quite a bit. Um, I think for me, this is how I'd go. I'd go with a four. You know, we are scoring goals as a team at the moment. You know, we've got Aurier, who you assume is, is going to be fit again. Um, Lod- Lodi's in good form. Those two centre-backs have a nice pairing. The reason I go with this is because I just think those first 20, 30 minutes are going to be crucial. And I don't necessarily want us to be sitting back. So with that dynamism in midfield of Mangala, Dineo and Yates, if you're going to go with the back five, and let's be honest, right, Brennan Johnson is going to play on Saturday. He, he doesn't get rested away for him not to start this game. And if you look at all the goals we've scored recently at home, the vast majority of, of them have come via him. In terms of delivery, his pace on the break is crucial. So he, I will be astonished if he's not in that side. So you've basically got two options. You can either go with a back five, which then would mean one of Mangala or Danilo misses out, which for me is not ideal. Or you go back to a four shape and put Brennan in there. And that's that's pretty much the way I'd go. I just think that mix in midfield with 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 Ryan Yates coming back in, Mangala and Danilo has been sensational. I'd be really reluctant to change that at all. So for me, I think the decision makes itself really. Joe has been fantastic. Um, would drop to the bench for me, and Brennan had come in. That's that's the one change that I'd make. Matt, mm. I wouldn't be quite as shocked if Brennan's left out, really, because. I, don't know. I mean, it's actually great to be discussing picking a team from a position of strength where whoever the man is who misses out is really unlucky and you can make a case for, you know, both formations. I thought it looked quite solid, the way it's playing with the back three, and obviously Joe Worrell's done great. I do agree, personally, I would play Brennan and I wouldn't break up that midfield three. So kind of reluctantly, I would leave out Joe Worrell. But if Steve Cooper goes with the back three... I think that's just as viable personally. Like Dan Story said uh, on Monday, having less of the ball doesn't mean you're a defensive team necessarily. It's Possession isn't everything. I, I might put the, the clip out. It was a really good clip uh, about that. Uh, so, yeah, I th- I'm pretty comfortable either way. Would you, You'd feel for Warhol, I take it, Mikey, if he missed out. Yeah, you would, because he's been great since he's come back in. You know, the clips going around of him making that brilliant tackle on, I think it was Sterling. You know, he's he's done fantastic and he's obviously raised his game and he's been well worthy of a shirt. Um, I know you said you wouldn't be surprised if Brennan would be left out. I'm surprised at that. I'd, I'd be astonished if he's left out. So I just can't see him, Cooper, sorry, changing that midfield three judging on what they have in. Now, Jorginho is probably going to play for them, which means we're not going to get much of the ball. And if you only have a two in there, he's just going to pass it around us with Xhaka and, you know, Saka and the rest of them dropping a little bit deeper to pick them up. We're just not going to get any of the ball. So I think you have to play a three in midfield, which for me means that if Johnson's in the team, you have to go with a four. So that's 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 kind of where I'm looking at. I mean, I'm not a tactical magician or anything like that, but... I'd just be really, really surprised if he doesn't put three in that midfield, which for me lends itself to a 4-3-3. Three, three. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think that would be my team. And like Ben says in the comments, it's nice to be talking about how hard it is to leave players out rather than any dropping because dot 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 they haven't played very well. So yeah, that's certainly true. Uh Temps made the suggestion of leaving out Aurier given he's uh, he, he clearly carrying a, a knock, you can see that, and he didn't play particularly well at Chelsea and having War as a right back. He got some derision for that. And it's not one I do personally, but can you see any merit in that? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm just going to listen to this later. Sorry. <laughs> I, I know. Sorry, 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 mate. I know you're listening. Um, the um, I just think you know we've. I just remember teams of the past where we tried to shoehorn in players in positions that aren't natural to them, and I, I just don't think you do it when you when you're one win away from staying up. I just think it's mad. Um, I can't see that happening. I think Warrell right back is a backup option. Um, because Williams is obviously out and Aurier has been struggling with his fitness. I think what I can see happening, though, Matt, is let's just say we start with that 4-3-3. Let's say that we go in the lead in the game and it gets to maybe 60, 65, 70 minutes. I can see Worrell coming on. Mm. I can see us going to a back five. You know, can everybody remember what he did against Wolves? I know it didn't necessarily work out, but we created a lot of chances when he went to that shape. So I can maybe see one of the midfielders or maybe even Brennan coming off for Worrell, going back to, into that five, dropping a little bit deeper and trying to see the game out. Because like you said at the start, Matt, a point will probably be enough, I think, or certainly a positive result. So if we want to look for 20 minutes to go, I'd, I'd be all for that substitution. Let's just see if they can score two goals past us. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I just think we've got to start with a bit of intent. You know, they're down. They've just lost the title. Half the players are injured. You know, you know some of them are leaving. Xhaka, I think, is, is talking to a German team. So he's off. He's the captain, isn't he? So they're not... This isn't the Arsenal from six weeks ago. Still got to respect them, of course. But let's let's be on the front foot. And, and the shape of 4-3-3, I think, lends itself more than a back five. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, I mean, they are going to be down, aren't they? They were brilliant at Newcastle to win that game. So losing to Brian, that's got to really kill them. Because you talk about visualisation. Now, they've all visualised lifting that trophy and yeah. us tours around North London and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's got to hurt them. Um, you mentioned Granit Xhaka there. Yeah, he's off by the same bit to buy Leverkusen. I'm looking forward to Yates v Xhaka because you mm -hmm. know he can be rattled. And Yates is the master of rattling people, but still staying on the good side of the ref. You know, oh, sorry, ref didn't mean that one, et cetera, et cetera. That's going to be a battle, isn't it? Yeah. Dad was saying to me last night, we watched the Man City game together. I'll talk about that and say what a, what a game that was. Um, the, uh, Yates has this knack, as you said, Matt, of, 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 of being niggly, getting in there, putting his body on the line, but still smiling. So it's almost like... I'm not saying the ref can't book him or anything like that, but when 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 he gets up and he smiles or, you know, he's on the end of a foul and he just smiles back and taps him and gives him a cuddle, it's almost like, can anything rattle this guy? And we know Xhaka has got a bit of a temper in him. So it could be, that's why I think midfield is key for this game, you know, it could be decided there. With Jorginho playing, he just keeps the ball for fun. So you've got to have somebody ratting around him. If you only have a two in there, and we know Danilo likes to get forward and he's, he's very effective in that way. We just, you know, it's going to cause us a lot of problems. So I think Yates is a must start and I'll be watching that battle intensely because I think that's where the game will be won in midfield. And it's not a case of can we have as much possession as, as, as them because we're not, we're not going to, are we? Let's be honest. We're going to have 30, 35% possession. 
But I think keeping them in front of us and not letting them break the lines and Jorginho to sort of have his head up and have a cup of tea and pick all those passes when nobody's anywhere near them, that's the key for me. Stop them playing, hit on the transition very, very quickly and take our chances. And if we do that, we stay up. Mm. Yeah, and you've got to go, like, assuming Gabriel Jesus plays, he drops into midfield as well, doesn't he? And Trossard's going to run inside. They're going to be a very fluid team, so we're going to have to be aware of that. And to me, yeah, packing the midfield is is essential. And it, it probably makes the case for a back three if you really want to be defensive to have three and three and just go with the two up front. But like we've discussed, I don't think, don't think you probably would do that. Uh, any other names to discuss? Not I think really. it might be, might be worth mentioning um, Awani's impact since yeah. he's come back. And I, I know you guys touched on it earlier as well. So I just think he's been sensational. And it makes you think of where we would have been if he'd have been fit for, mm. for, for the time that he was out. And you could probably have that argument with, um, you know, Nia Kate and, and a few of the others as well. But, you know, having a centre forward with that presence... And that ability, and he's being really, really clinical now with his chances. You know, if we'd have had him for three or four more games, you know, just for minimum, I don't think we'd be having this conversation. We'd be talking about next season's team and how it lines up because we'd be safe. So he's he's absolutely crucial for these last two games. Um, you know, having a goal scorer in the team is at this stage of the season is just is massive. I mean, you look at the, the teams around us, Leeds. Their goal scorers missing penalties. Leicester, they haven't got one. You know, mm. Everton, Calvert Lewin played a half and went off injured. You know, we've got we've got goal scorer. We've got goal scorer scoring goals, and we've got Gibbs White and, and Johnson around him, which makes me even more confident that we're going to find a way to get at least one positive result in the next two games. And for people who watch that Brighton game, um, like Gabriel's their main defender. I mean, Evan Ferguson roughed him up, and he's an eighteen-year-old, but he's a big lad. Danny Welbeck, Danny Welbeck seems rejuvenated. He was holding the ball up really well against uh, Gabriel and the other centre-half. So, yeah, a one-year's key. There's a graphic that's doing the rounds on Twitter that we tweeted out earlier about a one-year that I'll put up just on it quickly. Um, so this is conversion rates in the Premier League this season. Again, for people who are listening or watching, Erling Haaland converted 31% of his chances, which is just ridiculous, really. Um, and then next best... Uh, Callum Wilson on 26%. Tyra Wani is the sixth most efficient player in front of goal in the Premier League, a 20, 24.2% chance conversion, which is uh, higher notably than Harry Kane at 22%, Danny Ings at 21 and Ivan Tony or Ivan Tony, sorry, at 21, who you all consider to be top-class finishers. So it just shows how, how well he's done. And he looks like he's playing with a, a real authority, Mikey, as well now. Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, again, it's just those crucial difference makers, I suppose, as you call them. And we do have a few. Um, and he's obviously very, very much one of them. So, uh, yeah, I'm really I'm really confident, to be honest, not not bordering on. You know, it's absolutely going to happen. We're definitely going to stay up. But my confidence levels rise every time I see something like this. Um, and it can't be underestimated, you know, what some of these players have done. I saw a stat for Gibbs White as well around his assist that he, that he's goal involvements. I think they call it now horrible, <laughs> but, but essentially how he's influenced the game at the top end of the pitch. Yeah. Um. So we've got match winners in our side at the top end of the pitch. So I, I guess the challenge is, can we keep out 
a Arsenal side that has a plus 70 goal difference better than us. If we can, we deserve to stay up. Mm. Um, I do think we'll score on Saturday because I always think we'll score at the city ground. It's not often we don't score. Maybe, what was it, Man U maybe? I'm trying to think of games at home where... Uh, Man U and Spurs, I think, are the only ones we've not scored in, yeah. There you go then. So it, it could just, you know, and a point might be a good result. So if we turn up and the fans turn up, which they will do, and a bit goes for us, and maybe not Arsenal aren't at it, like they were a few weeks ago, we're going to score at least one. So they need two to beat us. Staying the obvious, of course, but um, I, I think we'll get a positive result Saturday. You know, just the way we're playing. You know, there was a point, I think, after the Man City game when we went something like 14 games without a win, something like that. Mm. If if we were in that sort of form, I wouldn't be saying this at all. I'd be talking about playing about eight or something and just trying to grind out a nil-nil. But we're not. You know, we've, we've scored double figures in the last four games. You know, we look we look a threat going forward. We've got a striker who's banging them in. You know, got fresh Brennan Johnson to come back in. Arsenal are a bit down in the dumps. Let's just take advantage of it. You know, it could be, it could be a magical night. <clears throat> I heard somebody say the other day, if you believe that something special, something miraculous can happen, if you have that belief, then chances are it's going to happen. So I've, I've certainly got that belief and I think everybody will have it half past five when it kicks off. Just got to roar him, roar him to that point or roar him to that victory and then we can all celebrate Saturday night. Yeah, they will. It's going to be a magic atmosphere, and I think everyone will believe. I don't see. I mean, obviously, we both see a scenario where Arsenal win the game and probably win it comfortably, but I don't see them winning like blowing Forest out of the water or anything. I need to be very competitive, so definitely all to play for. Just quickly, last couple of minutes before we go, looking at the other games that involve uh, teams at the bottom: Wolves v Everton. Can Everton get anything there? I'm I'm quite confident Wolves at least draw that game and probably win. What about you? What well, haven't Wolves won five of the last six at home. I'm sure I read they've won their last four. I just checked they've won their last four home games without conceding, and it's their last home game in front of their fans. So uh, they, some of those players are going to be leaving. They want to go off with a, a good send off. So I, I'm optimistic about that game. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, I'm optimistic. <clears throat> I think Everton's the one that might pull out of trouble. I think it's Leeds and Leicester. I think that we probably need to finish below us. That's that's my own personal opinion. Um, I don't think Everton will win. Mm. They might get a draw. I don't think they'll win because, like you know, Wolves are on great form at home for the reasons you said as well, Matt. I can see Wolves getting at least a point. But like I said at the start, it's all in our own hands. Mm. If we go and win, beat Arsenal one 0 we don't need to worry about anything because it's because yeah. it's, it's job done. Yeah, um, we've talked about Newcastle v Leicester, and just quickly, the other game of note is uh, West Ham at home to Leeds on the Sunday, a one thirty kickoff. It's a weird kickoff time. Um, I mean, I think Leeds fans, people outside of Leeds saying Leeds are going to get something there. And I can see a case where they definitely do or even win the game because West Ham have got the European final. But there's players playing for places and West Ham fans don't like Allardyce. They don't particularly like David Moyes. So I don't think they're going to give them a free ride. So Adam in the comments says West Ham will be useless after tonight's match. I'm not quite sure they will. But it's the game that makes me more nervous that Leeds are going to get a result more than the Everton game. Is that fair? Yeah, although I can't, I kind of, yeah, I kind of see both sides to it. I think what we could do with tonight is that West Ham game not going into extra time. 
yeah. so <clears throat> being decided over 90 minutes um and then you know West Ham are mathematically safe but like you're saying it's the last home game you know they don't particularly like Allardyce either um it might be Declan Rice's last home game there as well mm. so I, I think I think they'll be they'll be up for it you know we were very confident going to West Ham and then we had that 10 15 minute spell where we you know got battered and Leeds have the, have the tendency to do that you know they'll look brilliant for half an hour and then they'll have 10 15 minutes where they look like a League one team so mm. let's just hope that West Ham can capitalize on that again I don't see Leeds winning there I can see them maybe getting a draw the teams teams are at the bottom for a reason right because they can't string two wins together they just that's that's just that's facts that's why they're at the bottom so to think that Leeds are going to beat West Ham and beat Tottenham or, you know, Everton are going to go to Wolves and win and then beat Bournemouth. It's unlikely because it just hasn't happened all season and the pressure's on. So, like I said, I'd rather be in our position. It's totally in our own hands. So, to some extent, it doesn't really matter. You know, no. it's, it's all it's all about Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if Everton have Calvert-Lewin, I think they're a much better side. And, yeah, I thought Leeds should have beaten Newcastle. I don't think either team played well. So, yeah, I, like you say, teams are down the bottom for a reason. It's just like I said on Monday, there's always that belief in the back of your mind or that fear that they're going to find form. And West Ham aren't the worst team to play, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, a cancer for, for anyone. Right. If you're, uh, if I think you're, Matt, I was going to say, if you're a neutral, right, and you're not emotionally invested like we are, and you've seen the last six Forest games and the last six Leeds games and the last six Leicester games, last six Everton games... Who's your money on? Well, I was I was uh, I was putting the bins out last night, and a chap who's uh, kids in the same year at school. He's a Villa fan. He's walked past it all. Forest are staying up now, aren't they? So people, the casual people who are you know Premier League fans of other teams think Forest are staying up, and the bookies and the stats people think Forest are staying up. That's They're in I the mean. driving seat. They're in the box seat, aren't they? For a reason. They are. That's what I mean. Temps always says stats don't lie and they don't. And we've all seen that graph around, you know, we were 85% chance of getting relegated a few months ago. Now it's like 20 or 15, something like that. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying you'd rather be in our position than those teams around us because we've got points on the board. We're playing well. Everybody's united. We've got a home game and no one likes coming to the city ground. So I wouldn't swap it. And it's still in our own hands. And even if it doesn't go right on Saturday, like I said, we've still got survival Sunday <laughs> to stay up when we go to Palace and and we're playing better away from home now so yeah I'm 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 confident I'm positive team's playing well just got to get behind them and and let's hope for a uh, one last massive massive night on Saturday and then Nottingham on Saturday night is going to be amazing true as Greg says in the comments Neville and Carrig I think we're going down I think that they still think we're going down if we're mathematically safe for staying up the way they talk Absolutely convinced we're going down. I think it's just the easy option, say, for us to going down as the as the as the promoted team compared to you know more established clubs. Right, uh, all the ground covered. Any other business? Anything you want to add? Yeah, just a couple of things. Um, sorry for those listening. I've got a really bad sore throat. I've had to sort of fight my way through this. So apologies. Um, just a couple of birthdays. This guy called Lawrence, who's eighty, eighty, and um, it's his birthday next week. Massive Forest fan. Happy birthday, mate. And then I'd be remiss to not mention my wife. It's her birthday as well next week. So that's Lindsay's Miss Jepper on Twitter, if you want to follow her. Her picture is her as a kid with the League Cup on her settee that John McGovern brought round to her house in, in Hartlepool. 
Um, and you can probably work out how old she is by, by doing that. So <laughs> <laughs> she'll, she'll kill me for saying that. Um, so happy birthday, uh, Linz, and happy birthday, Lawrence. Good. I don't have anything to add. This uh, I think I covered quite a lot uh, on uh, Monday. Commiserations to the under-21s. I know they lost uh, to Leeds, but they've had a good season. People in the comments ask, there's one person asking about Gary Brazil. Um, we'll talk about that when we know what's happening with him, whether he's staying or going. Uh, and there's only me and Mikey here now, so not much point us giving chapter and verse uh uh, about that, Lindsay's in the comments. That just says, "Yeah, thanks for that." The tone of that isn't entirely positive. So, good luck when you uh, <laughs> go back downstairs. If she's downstairs in the kitchen, oh, uh, yeah, oh dear, you tried your best. Yeah, exactly. She's she's working away at the moment. I might just change the locks. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Double down on it. Exactly. Uh, right. Thanks for everyone who's watched along, uh, commented, much appreciated. Do like, subscribe, etc. Spread the word. Uh, we're back on Monday with um, Greg, Emily, and probably Gary Bertels, uh, either Gary or Lewis. Uh, I'm just trying to work out. Lewis just texted so he can do one of them. So it'll be Lewis or Gary um, for uh, each way around for Arsenal and Palace. In the meantime, have a good weekend. Enjoy the game. And Mikey, thank you very much. Cheers, Matt. And uh, come on, guys. Let's get down there and let's push them over the line on Saturday. Bring your scarves. Greg won't let us off if we don't say bring your scarves. So, yeah, catch Greg on Monday. Catch everyone else on Monday. Enjoy the game and we shall see you soon. <laughs>